0: Turn with me to Luke chapter 9 and verse 10, please. Luke chapter 9 and verse 10. Jesus is enough. Uh, he, He has been enough in my spiritual life. He has been enough to supply the needs that I've had over the years as I've come to Him in prayer. Uh, he has supplied for our church, uh, and and he will be enough. Uh, I, you know, what a what a great thing to know that we serve a Savior who created the stars, uh, who tells the ocean how far it can go, uh, who, who split the Red Sea so Moses and the Israelites could pass. I mean, we serve a God who is sufficient. Uh, Jesus is more than sufficient. We need to know that and, and be reminded of that from time to time. Uh, and Luke here is is sharing with us a story that uh, several of the gospel writers share with us. The short story of the feeding of the 5,000. And uh, the, the disciples are concerned because they've been in this place. Jesus has been teaching people and healing people. And the day's almost done. And they're realizing, hey, we're, we're out of time uh we got to get these people broken up and going to their own places so they can find food and lodging for the night and uh you know we're running out of time and so they come to Jesus and say hey we need to let these folks go and uh Jesus says well you give them something to eat and you know they're kind of scratching their heads and what, what what should we do what how how can we do that and well we've got uh, five loaves and two fish or i guess we could go Buy something for them, but that sure would be a, a lot of food for five thousand people, five thousand men plus women and children. That's that's a lot of, of food, and they're so they're kind of going through it with their with their minds and trying to figure it out. And Jesus says, "Okay, you go break them up into groups of fifty. Give me these bread and, and these and these fish that you've got." And, and Jesus begins to break. The bread jesus begins to break the fish apart and tear the fish apart but something miraculous takes place as jesus is breaking this bread that just keeps coming back just keeps coming back and keeps coming back you know liberals can't stand a passage like this and they try to explain it away a million different ways listen it's a miracle of god there's no other way to explain it jesus took the little resources that they had, and he supernaturally multiplied it uh, to to meet the needs of the time. And so they, they, all of these people are broken up in groups of 50, they're fed, Uh, there's plenty left over, they have 12 big baskets full of the food left over from this little plate of five loaves, these little loaves are about like that, they weren't, you know, nature's own or something, but... It was little bitty loaves and and two fish. This little bitty plate versus 12 big baskets full. And I bet the disciples would never be the same again. They'd never look at a meal the same way. Uh, When when Jesus comes into the picture, the whole equation changes. And so uh, what was Jesus trying to teach them? I'm sufficient. Here in your need, I'm sufficient. I'm able to meet whatever need you may have. Uh, They just finished going on a ministry. Jesus gave them the power to heal and to teach and so forth. And now Jesus is supplying here. So uh, we need to trust that Jesus is sufficient in our lives. We need to depend on him. Uh, The title of my message is More Than Sufficient. More than sufficient. And look at verse 10. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus all they had done. He took them along and withdrew privately to a town called Bethsaida. Uh, When the crowds found out, they followed him. He welcomed them, spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and cured those who needed healing. Late in the day, the twelve approached and said to him, Send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside to find food and lodging because we are in a deserted place here. You give them something to eat, he told them. We have no more than five loaves and two fish, they said, unless we go and buy food for all these people, for about 5,000 men were there. Then he told his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them all sit down. Then he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, isn't that something we sometimes forget to look up to heaven, don't we? Looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them. He kept giving them to the disciples to set before the crowd. Everyone ate and was filled. Then they picked up 12 baskets of leftover pieces. More than sufficient. How does Jesus show us that he's sufficient? First of all, Jesus shows us his provision. His provision. Now, throughout the day, they've been seeing Jesus provide for people, right? Jesus... Provided through His healing touch, uh, can you imagine the provision? It, you, you come, maybe you're, you're blind or maybe you're lame, and and you come and you're you're in Jesus' presence, and He reaches out and He touches you or He speaks to you, and instantly you're healed. The supply for that physical infirmity is is met, and your whole life is never the same. Uh, so He was supplying, and, and what a wonderful thing to see! God heals someone. We've seen God answer prayers of healing in our church. Uh, But then Jesus also supplied to him through his teaching. Now, Jesus is going to give him an illustration, I think, in this bread, as he breaks the bread and so forth. He gives him an illustration of the supply that he gave with his teaching. Remember what Jesus said in uh, one of the Gospels? He says, hey, beware of the leaven." Of the pharisees and the sadducees and they said well, what in the world are you talking about are you, are you talking about bread we do and, and uh, he said well don't you remember the the feeding of the five thousand feeding of the four thousand don't you remember those things uh, uh you know and, and jesus is saying he's talking about the teaching of the pharisees and sadducees well jesus is saying look my teaching meets a need um and so it's not just jesus teaching but What are the disciples going to be doing? They are going to be teaching. And so the the provision that Jesus is bringing for um, these people that are gathered and teaching them is what he's going to do through these very same disciples later on when they begin to minister. And so Jesus is saying, look, I'm, I'm the one who provides what you need. And so he's providing the teaching. Isn't it a wonderful thing that God has provided us the word of God? It's, it's our resource. He, he teaches us through the Word of God. He encourages us. He corrects us. Uh, he rebukes us. Uh, he he uh, bears, bears us up and, and encourages us. And uh, he, he teaches us the different things that we need to know to live the Christian life. And so God has supplied his provision through his Word. And then as we share his Word with others, whether it's the body of Christ whether it's somebody outside in this community who needs Jesus, as we share and we let Jesus live through us and speak through us, uh, then he will work through us to meet the need of their heart. See, Jesus is teaching the disciples to depend on him. Uh, they they don't have the—well, all we got is these these five loaves and two fish. Uh, look at this little amount. I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, well, you know, I can't really serve Jesus— I I just have a, I don't really have the gifts to serve Jesus. I don't really have what it takes to serve Jesus. Well, how would you feel if you had 5 loaves and 2 fish and Jesus said, "Go feed 5,000?" I mean, that's that's a lack of resources. But that's the point of this all. Jesus is saying, "Look, I want you to see how completely overwhelmed you are. There's no way you can do it, but but I want you to realize that I can supply your need no matter how great the need. No matter how great the challenge, I am able to provide for you. Uh, So, Jesus is is challenging them uh, to let him be the one who provides for their ministry. He's challenging us uh, to believe and trust him to provide for our daily needs. Uh, One of the things Jesus said when he was teaching his disciples how to pray was, Give us this day our daily bread. That simple dependence of G- on Jesus for those daily needs that we have, He supplies those things. But it, it doesn't just stop there. He supplies for the church, doesn't He? Uh, he He's the one who as we come to Him. We Lord uh, supply the needs for our church, for supply our financial needs. Supply the needs that we have for volunteers. Supply uh, the lost people that we need in this building, Lord, so we could reach them for Christ. And the opportunities outside the walls, because he did say go, uh, to share uh, with those who are lost as well. Lord, you supply these things that we need. And, and we go to him and we depend upon him. And then as he gives us those opportunities to minister, we do that in dependence on his provision for us. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He's talking about the Philippians. They were giving. He says, hey, my God shall supply all your need. Listen, you give. That's fine. You give. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. The supply will never run out for you. God is able to supply what you need. Um, Sometimes we forget that. I've forgotten that at times in my life, you know. You begin to become overwhelmed, and you're looking, kind of like Peter, looking at the waves, forgetting that the one that created the waves is standing right there. Uh, And uh, we have what we need. And so instead of looking at our inadequacies, we need to look in dependence upon our Lord and say, Lord, what would you have me do and say yes to him and step out in faith like those first few steps Peter took on the water and see what Jesus will do with your life. Jesus shows us his sufficiency with his provision. Uh, look at what he says in verse 16. He, he kept giving to the disciples uh, to set before the crowd. He kept giving them the pieces of, of uh, loaves and fish. He kept giving them. That's a great translation. It's an, it's an imperfect in the Greek. It means that it's a continuous activity. Did you know that God never stops providing what we need? There's never going to be a time where we lack. Jesus didn't stop. He didn't, okay, well, here's some of the need, but I'm not going to provide all the need. We'll just feed the first 50. (laughs) No, he he supplied for the whole group, didn't he? Uh, Jesus says, when he gives the Great Commission, he says, uh, go and, and make disciples of all nations. And what does he say? And, lo, I am with you always. I was, you know, they heard the story about the guy in the plane. He says, uh, you know, I don't, I'm afraid of uh, flying. I think Philip Lawler told me this joke, so blame him if it's not good. Uh, but um, he said, uh, he said I, I don't get in the plane. Well, don't you trust God? Well, no, God says, lo, I'm with you always. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but, uh, but he is. He is with us always. And, and so we can trust him to provide what we need no matter where we are. what circumstance we face Uh, family problems financial problems uh, issues in trying to reach somebody for Christ uh, work problems whatever he is with us and provides what we need so Jesus shows that he is sufficient through first of all his provision secondly through satisfaction satisfaction look at verse 17 everyone ate and was filled, or was satisfied, uh, is another way you can translate that. Everyone ate and was filled. Jesus satisfied them. Uh, I, I remember when I when I first came to Christ, and I just had this emptiness and this guilt, and and uh, you know I knew. When the preacher preached on sin, I resembled that remark, right? And uh, I, I just, I just knew where I was, and it, it was, it was so amazing when Jesus came in to my life. He satisfied my soul. Uh, it's hard, hard to explain, but, but, but it's true. Jesus said uh, in the book of John, He said, "I'm the bread of life." What's He saying? I satisfy your hunger. There are people out there thirsting for all different kinds of things. Jesus said, I'm the one who can supply your need and satisfy you. Not just supply. You, have you ever eaten some food before, you know, and, and you're just really not all that pleased with it? You know, yeah, you know, it gets the job done, but well, I wish I'd rather have ordered out pizza. You know what I'm saying? And and you know, some things in life are like that, but Jesus satisfies. Uh No matter where you find yourself in life, if everything else is going crazy in your life, you can come to him and find satisfaction, peace, and joy in your soul. He's faithful. Uh, He says, I'm the water of life. He quenches the thirst of our soul. He he quenches what we need, everything that we need, and he satisfies us. Um, His word satisfies us. You know what they used to do with the Jewish children when they were teaching in the Torah, the, the first five books of the Bible? They would uh, they would have they would set a little little dish of honey there, and, and they would lick the honey as they started and said, "Lord, your word to me is as honey." What a what a great picture of how the Lord satisfies us through His Word. He satisfies us through our prayer uh, time with Him. Uh, God is about, uh, he satisfies us through ministry. Um, I remember when I was in high school, I had two or three people, I don't know if they were just messing with me or what, but uh, they said, are you going to be a preacher when you grow up? I said, no. About like that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be a preacher. Uh, you know, and I, I, I thought, well, you know, I, my dad surrendered to preach when I was 10 years old. So uh, I got to to see him, uh, you know, make make his his mistakes, which which weren't a whole lot, but and, and the grief that he that he uh, had to deal with. And I thought, I don't want any of that. I don't want to have anything to do with that. And I had made up my mind that it would be a curse to be a preacher. But you know what? I found that it's a great blessing. I was talking to my dad about that one time. He said, "Yeah, son." He said. He said, "You probably saw a lot of the negative stuff, but you didn't realize there's a whole lot of positive stuff going on too. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, there's there's a satisfaction, and I'm not just saying in being a preacher, but in whatever God calls you to do. When you're doing the things that God has called you to do, there's a satisfaction that's there. Um, there there's a satisfaction. One of the one of the blessings. Every times I've witnessed for Christ, and maybe the person is has already saved, but there's a blessing that has come just in." Obeying God, and, you know, in that situation and ensuring and, and um, there's a satisfaction that comes. And so, as you live for the Lord, He gives a satisfaction in your soul. Uh, that's the fruit of the Holy Spirit within you. Uh, that's God's working through you. Uh, now, I've, I've served God before in my own strength, and it hasn't been a pleasant experience. It's been a struggle. Uh but when God serves through you, there's a, a refreshment uh, even in service. So uh, that satisfaction comes through through walking with God. So look to Jesus for your satisfaction. Sometimes we forget in the busyness of life, we kind of lose perspective. And we forget that what satisfies are not the things that we have. Uh, it's, it's not uh, the achievements that we, we uh, uh, achieve in life. What satisfies is Jesus, him, the person. Uh, and uh, when everything else is over and done with, we'll have him. And he will be uh, more than sufficient to satisfy our desires. Um, I love that scripture in, in the book of Revelation that says, uh, in this new heaven and new earth and new Jerusalem, there, there won't be a temple because the Lamb, is its temple. And the Lord God Almighty is its temple. And they shine. There's no sun because they're shining a light, you know. And can you imagine what that's going to be like to see the brilliance of God and all his glory uh, that is so bright it can lighten up the whole world? Uh, (laughs) That's going to be an amazing sight. Uh, this This is our God. He is enough. He satisfies our soul, and he does so now. But how much more when we get to heaven? Uh, you know, I didn't intend to preach on heaven, but I want to tell you something. You think satisfaction's good now? Just wait. Because we see through a glass darkly. then we're going to see face to face. Paul said this light, momentary suffering is not worthy to be compared with the eternal weight of glory that's yet to come. Jesus satisfies. Uh, and, and as... Paul uh, was in, and Silas were in the jail. Peter and John were beaten and imprisoned. Uh, and all of the things that happened and the challenges that they faced in ministering for Christ, what a joy to know that Jesus was enough for them in the middle of it all. Paul and Silas singing in the jail. Who would have thought Jesus was enough? Jesus satisfies their soul. Their backs are, are bleeding and, and probably oozing blood from the beating and and they're in a dark smelly jail it wasn't like today where you get TV and cable TV and three squares a day their prisons were really prisons i mean they were bad and 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 so but they're in the situation and they're singing praises to God how can you explain that other than the supernatural presence of almighty god in their life uh, god satisfied them in the midst of Of their hard circumstance. Uh, Everyone ate and was filled. Doesn't matter what your personality is. uh, Jesus' food is enough. Doesn't matter whether you're tall, short, fat or skinny. Jesus is enough. Every single person was satisfied by the food that Jesus provided for them. So, Jesus provides satisfaction and he's sufficient uh, to you know what I find in my life? The times I'm the least satisfied in my life are the times where I get my eyes off of Jesus. Maybe I'm looking at somebody else. Well, look at what so, so-and-so over there is doing. Or I get my eyes on what I don't have, you know, the, the covetous syndrome. Uh, well, you know, what if I what if I had this or that? Uh, and, and we get our eyes on all these different things, and we forget that Jesus satisfies. And sometimes I just have to come to the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me for being concerned about all these other things. Help me to keep my eyes and my heart focused on you. That's what we need to do as God's people. So Jesus shows his sufficiency through his provision, through his satisfaction, and finally through his multiplication. So multiplication. Verse 17, everyone ate was filled. Then they picked up 12 baskets full of leftover pieces. Wait a second. That math doesn't make sense. Five little bitty loaves and two fish. One, two, three, four, five. You know, do them uh, of leftovers. How do you how do you figure that? That's that doesn't make sense. It's supernatural multiplication. Jesus takes the little bit that we've got and he multiplies through us to more than adequately meet the need. Uh, yeah, the disciples were ordinary people uh fishermen you know matthew was a tax collector he was i guess a little bit higher paid bracket or something like that but 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 they were all pretty much just ordinary people uh they didn't have anything remarkable you would have said boy there goes peter and john i wish i could be like them no no it wasn't a situation like that these guys were ordinary people a- and jesus had to had to help them to realize that it's okay that you're an ordinary person. I use ordinary people. <laughs> and uh, I multiply, I take what you have and I multiply it uh, for the sake of my kingdom. So as, as uh, Peter and the disciples had the Spirit of God come on them at Pentecost, God took their, what did Jesus say? You see the things I'm doing now, you're going to do greater things. What's that? The multiplication, the work of God's Spirit through them. Uh, He took the little that they had, and he used it for his glory. Um, Sometimes we can turn off the power when we begin to focus on the little bit that we've got and get pride about it. Uh, Well, you know, I've got this, or I've got that, or I've accomplished this, or I've accomplished that, and we begin to focus on our abilities. Listen, that will cut off the power of God quicker than anything in your life because God resists the proud. And he gives grace to the humble. Now, there's nothing wrong with recognizing gifts that God has given you. But know this. Your gifts aren't enough. My gifts aren't enough. We've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit living through our lives. And what happens is when, when he does that, when he lives through our lives, our gifts are multiplied through his power to accomplish God's purpose. Um. I love the story of the parable of the sower. The seed falls in the good soil, and it multiplies. 30, 60, 100 fold. Five loaves, two fishes. (laughs) That's a whole lot of multiplication going to all those people and having even an excess left over. God, God supplies more than we need as we serve him. Um Heard uh, Chuck Swindoll one time tell a story uh, about this uh, Christian he knew in in the Marine Corps. He was just uh, he said it was an ordinary guy, um, and there was an atheist in the in the group, and he would make fun of this Christian. and And he said the guy was just always friendly, loved him, and said, "Well, I don't know the answer to your question. I just I just love Jesus, and you know I want you to know him too." And uh, he said over time, <laughs> God used that man in his life. Uh, to bring brokenness to his heart, he gave his life to Christ. He didn't have a fancy argument, but he did have the love and the power of Jesus Christ flowing through his life. Can I tell you something? God doesn't need us. <laughs> He's able. He, he He is able to do what He wants to do. He just needs an available heart. He needs an available person who is willing to say, "Lord, here I am." It may not be much, but I'm available to do what you want me to do, and it's amazing what he can do through us when we do that. He multiplied this. they just brought him these five loaves and two fish. It's not much, but Jesus said, look at there, I've multiplied it. I take what, what's it going to be like when we get to heaven someday? and we get to know all the things that God did after the things that we did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we uh, several years ago, this fella came through. I've told y'all about this, but it's a good story, so I'm gonna tell it again. Um, he comes in the office, and and I, that week I was discouraged. I said, "Lord, you know I haven't led somebody to Christ in a long time. I, I need that. I need give me somebody. I gotta I gotta lead somebody to Christ." And so um, this guy walks in the office, and and he says uh, to Becky, he says. Uh, you know, hey, I, I need somebody to tell me about how to be saved. And uh, so Becky, Becky showed him back there. I kind of thought maybe he was coming for food or something. And said, "No, I, said, I just, I just need somebody to tell me how to be saved." And so that's like saying sick him to a dog, you know? I, I okay, yeah, sit down here, you know. And so I, I share with Christ with him. And it was so uh, such a beautiful thing. He he knelt down. His wife had been praying for him for years. She, was, she died. But he knelt he knelt down there. And, and prayed a simple prayer to the Lord, gave his heart to Christ. Tears rolling down his cheeks, and uh, I thought, "Man, God, thank you so much! You whew, got me, got me going." Uh, you know, I it's just what I needed. Well, uh, I guess it's about a year later. Uh, it, was, it must have been a real dynamic class because Philip and I were the only ones that showed up, <laughs> and we we're so we we're in the, we we're in the office there and uh he comes in through the through the door he's he's come back from his treatments he's been doing uh, some kind of i think it was cancer treatments uh up in the Johnson City area uh, and he said he said I just want to stop by and, and talk to you and he said listen um i started a bible study up there where i was getting treatments and what was it i think 11 or 12 people come to Christ through what he'd done you know that gets me excited just thinking about that but what about the ones we don't know about i mean there's so many We'll never know till we get to heaven what God has done with that little seed that we plant. And He takes it and He multiplies it. And He multiplies it. And someday when we get to heaven, we'll get to see all the great multiplication that He's done through our lives. God doesn't need much, He just needs somebody who's available to obey Him and let Him live through them uh, to accomplish. What his task is. The disciples, they didn't do much, did they? They just t- said, okay, yeah, okay, Jesus, yeah. Give me the bread. Here you go. <laughs> right? I mean, that's not that complicated. That's all they're doing. But in the process, a miracle took place. That's, listen, we just do what God tells us to do. What did Jesus say? Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Jesus will do the work through us. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much that your son, Jesus Christ, is more than sufficient. I thank you for his provision. I thank you for his satisfaction and his multiplication in our lives, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you would help us as your people to be surrendered, to be willing to be used uh, as as we live in our, in our lives, Lord, that you would... Uh, your spirit would live through us and that we'd be willing to do the things you call us to do, to say the things you'd call us to say, to minister in the ways that you call us to minister so that we can be instruments in your hands and you can do a miraculous work through our lives. Thank you that you are God and that you are able. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to give you an opportunity to respond. Um, Maybe you just need, as God's child, to say, Lord, I've been unwilling to say yes. Maybe there's something in your life. Maybe the Holy Spirit kind of put his finger on something in your life. You've been saying no to me in this, and you need to say yes so I can use you. Uh, Maybe you just need to come to this altar tonight and just tell the Lord the answer is yes. Whatever whatever you want me to do, I'm available to your purpose uh, to be used by you, God. Maybe you need to just come and say, Lord, forgive me for not trusting you. You know, sometimes we lose perspective in life, and we're overwhelmed by things, and and we forget that Jesus is enough. Just say, Lord, I choose to trust you with my life. I don't know all the answers, but I'm going to come to you with them. I'm going to come to you in prayer. I'm going to come to you with my needs. And I'm going to ask you to supernaturally supply them through me. Maybe God is calling you today to bring your life to him for salvation. I think probably we're all saved here, but maybe the Holy Spirit's told somebody different here. Uh, If you need to be saved, can I tell you, that's the greatest act of bringing Jesus five loaves and two fishes you could ever do. Bring him your broken life and see what he'll do with it. He'll change you. He'll do a work in your life. He'll satisfy your soul. He'll provide your need. And he'll multiply things through your life. He'll choose to follow. You, let's stand. You come right now as the Lord leads. Number 407.